You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, so all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. The love of Jesus has changed my life. I've seen His beauty and heard His word. Now I worship at the feet of Christ who redeemed me with ease. Body. I have found him. 
was um, rather apropos that my wife went over to John 11 um, as she is re referencing the first resurrection that we actually get a detailed glimpse of, which was that of Lazarus. And I got to tell you guys, I started reading John 11 in its entirety, and oh man, the nuggets that are all throughout that particular chapter are incredible. And I'm going to try to surmise it all into maybe a few comments, but if we just start from the very beginning of John 11, verse 1, it says, Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And you know, as I am prone to do, I did a deep dive study on Bethany. Because for me, if we're going to start off that way, there's a reason why that particular area is being referenced. And when I looked at it, um, Bethany actually defines itself as the house of figs. And figs in the Bible, or fig trees in the Bible, are very significant because they speak to Israel, which Israel is described as that fig tree. And I found it amazing that Bethany, as I was doing my homework, is about the equivalent of 27 miles away from Jerusalem. So it wasn't that Far. Yet in those days, it would take quite a while to get there. And then I started to think, okay, as we are talking about Resurrection Sunday, and we're talking about the fact that he is risen, isn't it amazing that Jesus, as he is so inclined to do on more than one occasion, will give us a precursor to what God's actual plan would be. In this case, he uses this man, Lazarus. And I found it really interesting that in that very first verse, I can't even get away from the first verse, that when it starts off, it talks about a certain man. Normally when you hear about a certain man, we're getting ready to go into a parable. But in this case, that certain man is very real. And in fact, was the brother of Martha and Mary. And I found it just so incredible that in this case, we are actually getting a real story. If, if it were TV, it would be reality TV right before our very eyes. And, you know, to surmise things, because I don't want to take too long here, but
but to surmise things, there came a report that, um, you know, Lazarus was really sick. And it, it looks like on paper that Jesus, when he heard about Lazarus and his situation, he understood, because he is in fact God, that Lazarus was going to be okay. Well before he even got to Bethany, he had already told the disciples, he's going to be all right. He's going to live. And so it's within these verses that eventually we will get to a place where even Jesus wept. And I was trying to put all of this together. And, and trust me, I'm going to relate this to what we're dealing with today. But let's take it from where they were at that time. And it says in the Bible that Jesus actually delayed traveling for two days. And even by the time that he arrived, that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. So I'm going to read a portion of this because... I just want to pull out some things that kind of touch me. So I'm going to be in John 11, starting at verse 17. I think I'm going to read down to verse 23. So it says, Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem about 15 furlongs, that's about 27 miles, y'all. Um, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Well, there was a belief that was demonstrated here that blew my mind. Guys, when I share this with you, it should blow your minds too. Remember, all of this is before Jesus would uh, die on the cross and would resurrect on the third day. But here, it says that Martha, when she heard that he was coming, went and met him, which speaks to her very personality because we'll see uh, further along that Martha was always about busyness and, and, and doing things in order to render service unto her Lord, while Mary, in the same moment, just sat still, just as she would later on as she would just sit 
at the foot of Jesus while Martha was busy making preparations. I'm saying this for a reason. It's because that kind of fits into how we are today as believers. We have some that are so busy about doing church work, always busy doing things, making arrangements, making sure that meetings are kept and having all types of seminars and teachings and gatherings and everything. And then there are others that they don't seem like they're really being proactive, but they just sit still in the cut. For they know that Jesus is in fact coming. And I was so amazed with this because it says here, and this is Martha talking. She says, then Martha said unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. So it already speaks to an understanding that Jesus was more than just a mere man. In the same way that uh, Peter would reveal that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, do you not understand that even here, as much as we sometimes get on Martha for her busyness, she understood that there was power from on high, and that power was manifested in Jesus. But it doesn't stop right there, because it says, then... But I know that even whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. In other words, if it's speaking to a connection that is seeing Jesus as more than just a teacher, more than just a prophet, more than just a believer in Yahweh God, but seeing him as direct lineage, to have that connection that there was power within the man that he could do anything if he just simply asked his daddy. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but we will find out as we go on that it is that same power that is already being demonstrated here in just her belief. That if we today would tap into that same power, that we too could ask anything in his name and God our Father will give it to us. Because the things that we will ask for will not be asked amiss, but they will be asked as those who are followers of the kingdom of God, which is Jesus Christ. And when we ask of him, God cannot do anything but deliver in his time and in his own way. Then it gets really crazy. I'm going to read verses 24 through 26. It goes then, Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise Again, in the resurrection at the last day. We're going deeper into revelatory knowledge. Remember, there are no Bibles at this point. 
this is understanding from the Holy Spirit who, in fact, had not even manifested yet because we had not endured the cross yet. We did not deal with the resurrection or the ascension. We haven't even touched on Acts. We haven't had the Holy Spirit come in yet. And yet Martha understood that there would be a day when we would all be called to judgment. And on that day that her brother will rise and be a part of the number. She knew enough to understand that. Yet we who have every advantage with the Bible in hand, with God's presence in hand, if we so choose to allow it, we can know anything. God will share anything according to our relationship with him. Listen, it says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. God is the resurrection. Remember, I am. God is the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, shall live. And whosoever liveth and believeth not in me, shall never die. Believest thou this? Which is really my, uh, excuse me, I've got Martha in my head. Which is really Myra's question. You know, do you believe? This is the thing. This is the thing. If we understood our place here on earth, we wouldn't play this day, this Resurrection Sunday, the way we do. So this is what we do. We prepare. We prepare feasts. We go out. And we buy new clothes, we get our hair did, we get all of these things in preparation of making a presentation unto God and to mankind, which quite frankly is superficial. It has no meaning, no value whatsoever. We are looking at a group of people here that are in mourning because Lazarus, their beloved brother of Martha and Mary, had already been in the tomb for four days. There was no involvement. Okay, so he would have drastically decayed if we were dealing with the natural. But in Christ... There is the supernatural that we must contend with. And with that supernatural, Martha could only understand with the amount of anointing that God had revealed to her at that moment. She understood that in that particular moment that she would be able to know that Lazarus would rise again. On the last day, that would be the day of judgment when everything has now come to a head and we all stand before the judgment seat of God. She knew that he would rise again. But what she did not understand is that Jesus, in fact, is the resurrection and the life. And he would have an opportunity to prove this. But before he proved it, in and of his own self, he 
did it through Lazarus. We know the story, guys. I'm not going to read all of this, but we know what happened. We know that there was a concern that as the stone would be rolled away. Isn't it funny? Just like with Jesus, a stone had to be rolled away to access the tomb or the grave or the cave, actually, where Lazarus was stored. The interesting thing is, is that we know that Lazarus came out and he did not have the stench of death. All the time, Jesus had made proclamation before he traveled to Bethany. When he got to Bethany, he kept making this pronouncement that Lazarus shall live. And what I'm trying to get us to understand that he is making that pronouncement on this Resurrection Sunday. We keep putting the focus on the cross of his death, of his uh, burial, of his resurrection and ascension, but we forget that this day was more about us than it was about him. Because if we understood the purpose for why he died to begin with, then we would know that we too were like Lazarus. We were born into sin, shaping in iniquity. We were dead as far as real life is concerned because we came out dead man walking. And we stay that way until we understand that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Do you believe? I'm saying this to you right now. Lazarus was in that tomb for four days. Well, he had already been in there for four days. And I looked up some things as it relates to four because that's the nature of how I study. And the first thing that came to me is that, my God, it was in the book of Genesis at creation. It was on the fourth day that God had formed Everything as far as the material world was concerned on the fourth day, he did this. And also, we have four distinct seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall. Everything in the Bible connects when we understand and we study and meditate on these things and have relationship with God. And not only that, but the fourth commandment, and this is really key. The fourth commandment says that we are to keep God's day holy. My God, my God, do you not understand what happened on that fourth day of him being in that tomb. Holiness showed up and showed out. And here comes Lazarus resurrected from the dead. And that is the hope of glory that we have today. 
today, as much as we celebrate that he is risen, the more we need to understand that if we don't have him in our lives, we are dead. We are in a tomb and we are locked away. And unlike Lazarus, as long as we stay there unsaved, we do have the stench of death upon us. And there's no good thing that will happen to us because we will be forever dead, even eternally dead and in suffering and in pain. But with the resurrection and the life, we have a guarantee by Jesus Christ himself that those who are dead man walking shall live and not even have the stench of death upon them. Do you believe? Beloveds, oh my gosh, I, I, <laughs> there, there's so much more that I could say concerning all of this. There, there's, there's so much going on in John 11 and we see it manifested in Jesus himself. You know, there always seems to be a, a precursor with, with the things of Christ. There's always an example. We have uh, the example of Jonah in the big fish, another precursor to the three days that separated Good Friday from resurrection. We, we need to understand that God sews this stuff together as the ultimate seamster to make sure that every line, every precept is met that we might believe. And many of us will read these texts we have already been in church. We have said our hallelujahs and we're sitting down and getting ready to eat and to have merriment. And I will tell you that honestly, this is a day that should be a celebration, but not just of our risen Savior, but the fact that we too have risen. And because we have risen, we are alive and well, not like the world out there that might look like they're alive, but they are walking in darkness in the very stench of death. But here we are living and breathing, and we have the opportunity to share this abundance of life with those who need to be resuscitated, to be resurrected. And there are many people out there that need to be resurrected today. Do you believe enough that you will go out there as an ambassador to share the word of God? Do you believe enough to know that no matter what happens, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose do you believe that he is in fact the resurrection and the life and no one can get to the Father but by him because he's the personification of life? Do you believe?